Thank you for listening to the Yoga Therapy Hour podcast. The episode that you have chosen is no longer available on this platform. If you go to the show notes, you'll see that we now have a Patreon page. You can find the link in the show notes. And by going to Patreon, you will have full access to all of the audio files from season one, two, and beyond. We appreciate your support on Patreon. It will allow us to bring you more content in audio, video, and written form, as we hope to expand into transcripts for each and every episode. We appreciate you, and we're so happy that you're willing to support us. Thank you so much. Over the centuries, certain mantras are more alive than others because they have been actively practiced and kept alive by people. I think people would be interested to hear about this idea of initiation and what is the function of that and why do people do that? Because, you know, a lot of people have been introduced to chanting, at least in the West, through what we call kirtan, right? right. Where we go and we have tambourines and we dance around the room and, yeah. you know, maybe lay down in the back on a bolster and let the vibrations dance sway with your arms. Yeah, in it's almost like a rock concert chanting, yeah. which is not a bad thing, but it's just different. Yeah than when you're really learning with a teacher, studying step-by-step, layering on levels of competence. And as you said, you, you can be initiated. So can you tell us a little bit about initiation? Sure. So the way I've been taught is that mantras are utterances that are made by a seer, somebody who has been in the state of absorption and they're coming back into the state of present awareness. And in that transition, when they're trying to speak a truth they've experienced, they put it into words and those words are the ones that form the mantra. And so if you chant the mantra, they're the potential. I think of them like for those people who read Harry Potter, like a port key, like you hold onto it and it takes you to the place. Right. And so it's the doorway into that level of realizing that truth yourself. So the same thing that someone else could see and experience, you have a darshan, a direct experience of it yourself. Not everything is a mantra. Those are mantras, those revealed utterances. And what keeps a mantra alive is practicing it. You keep the prana and you keep it alive. And so over the centuries, certain mantras are more alive than others because they have been actively practiced and kept alive by people. And two of the ones that have been actively chanted and kept alive over the years are the Mahamitranjaya and the Gayatri mantra. And the saying is that the, the, they're sort of locked so that you won't accidentally get yourself into something that you're not ready for. Mm. And so a teacher unlocks it by initiating you into it. And not only could you could practice it, you could find it on a website, you could find it in a book, you could find it some way, but you would get a certain amount of potential power of that muncher. But if it is seen to be good for you and a good match for you, then that lock is removed and you are initiated into it, which means it's fully flowered and opened in you. Then there's that chain of connection. Like I've practiced it. Now you've practiced it. Now it's safe for you to practice. I've you know, opened it up for you. I've removed the locks. It's yours. That's the, the transmission of readiness and preparation and also sort of removing some of the protections once we realize that it's safe for you. So that's my understanding of initiation. But the Mahamitra and Jaya and Gayatri are said to be open, that you don't even need to be an initiated. You can take them on because they're part of the, the common good. Mm. 
But initiation is this process of, as we do in yoga therapy, it's that teacher-student relationship where you know the person well enough to have an idea might, what would be a good match for them now. And that's why if you're going to use mantra, you need to have enough of a repertoire of mantra and you need to have practiced it enough yourself that it's alive in you and you know what it can do and you can really pass it to somebody else. You know, the, the word that comes to mind when I hear you speaking is patience that there is this vinyasa krama, this trying it on, then letting it kind of become imbued as part of you, going deeper with it, feeling it, sensing it, becoming it, and then eventually passing that forward. But I feel like in our society today, people don't have that kind of patience, you know? Enjoy the, the vibrations as they become imbued inside of us. So that that inner transformation can actually happen. Mm. A client I saw this week who I've been seeing rather, well, once a week, sometimes twice a week. She is really committed to this transformational path and she's been doing some amazing work. And one of the things she said on Tuesday was, I've been reading this book. It's really helpful. I'm learning these things. It says this could take a long time, like three to four years, and that you're really going to become attuned to this person. So we're a year in, and I guess we've got some more to go. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's the attitude, right? That's this right. Transformation takes time and it takes dedication. And you know, you read the sutras, it says the more all in you are, the more dedicated you are, the faster it happens, but it still takes time. Yeah, it backs a long time over time with devotion and, and love for it. That's what it takes. It's a, it's a lifelong journey, this change. Hey, did you know that each week on the podcast, we give you a free infographic that you can use with your clients, your students, or for your own personal studies. So check out the show notes. There's a link on where you can sign up. And not only will we send you the infographic from this week, but if there's a topic that's similar in the future, we'll also put you on that list and we'll never sell your data or send you things that you haven't asked for. Please share the episode with a friend or colleague. We're so grateful you're willing to share. Feel free to continue these conversations on our private Facebook group called Yoga Therapy Hour Podcast with Amy Wheeler. Remember, we have a mobile app coming out May 2nd, 2022 that tracks mental health and so much more using the foundations of yoga and Ayurveda. The Gold Zone eBook is coming out May 2nd, 2022. This book will help you to create more joy, freedom, meaning and purpose in life, and find deeper connections to yourself and others. Our goal is to help you feel less anxiety, less depression, less chronic pain, less insomnia. And I think you'll find this pair, both the book and the new app, will help you do just that. Hey, did you know that each week on the podcast, we give you a free infographic that you can use with your clients, your students, or for your own personal studies. So check out the show notes. There's a link on where you can sign up. And not only will we send you the infographic from this week, but if there's a topic that's similar in the future, we'll also put you on that list and we'll never sell your data or send you things that you haven't asked for. Please share the episode with a friend or colleague. We're so grateful you're willing to share. 
Feel free to continue these conversations on our private Facebook group called Yoga Therapy Hour Podcast with Amy Wheeler. Remember, we have a mobile app coming out May 2nd, 2022 that tracks mental health and so much more using the foundations of yoga and Ayurveda. The Gold Zone ebook is coming out May 2nd, 2022. This book will help you to create more joy, freedom, meaning and purpose in life, and find deeper connections to yourself and others. Our goal is to help you feel less anxiety, less depression, less chronic pain, less insomnia. And I think you'll find this pair, both the book and the new app, will help you do just that.